Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You had it sit there as a prop. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You and you were talking. (laughs) Oh, talking, talking. Had it there as a prop, just uh -uh. so you can have Mm -mm. a little candy bar. Mm. What is wrong with you? (laughs) It's that time of year again. Deb starts bringing in... Halloween candies. Dude, it's 9.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. 9.30 in the morning, you haven't had a piece of candy? I've been up since five. So, so, so it's like lunch. It's not lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wrong. like lunch. You know what I have for breakfast? Uh, coffee. Gas station chicken nuggets. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you really need to make better decisions. First of all, you don't know. No, I do know. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe those are like, uh, like vegan. What? Maybe they're like vegan chicken nuggets. You like, would you know, never impossible nugs. You would never, mm. never eat that ever. Well, ever, ever. I've, I've tasted that stuff. Ever. If for some reason you were yeah. on a mission trip, yeah, and you were in this little tribal village, and they brought you vegan, a vegan tribe, yeah, a vegan, you and as as like, hey, a seat of honor. Mm-hmm. We want to give this to you and watch right, right. you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, nah. Nope, that's not true. I that... eat whatever's put in front of me whenever I'm a guest. No. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. What? Everywhere I go. Yeah. Everywhere if I'm a, you go? If I'm a guest, I eat what they give me every time. Uh, every situation. I've never, I've eaten brains. Well, I chose that. Um, I've eaten, I've eaten all kinds of stuff. I'm not that guy. I'm annoyed when I see people um, saying like, not because of like a conviction, but because like, oh, me no like. Mm. Oh, this dish has peas in it. Oh, no, thank you. Like, oh, the casserole that you made mm-hmm. and you invited me over has peas in it. I'm not going to eat it. Like, that to me is very <laughs> offensive. I would not do that. But uh, I would eat it. But then I would explain to them that uh, God does not approve of <laughs> such vegan, you know, like, oh, we're going to listen. We don't we, we don't like my, my daughter's vegan and she's been vegan for years. Yeah. And uh, and she's she's super honest about the whole thing. It's it's funny to me because I'm like, so you're against the killing of animals. Yes but you want to eat things that taste like you killed an animal. Like, what's that all about? You don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to eat meat, but you want things, you want to eat things that taste like you just murdered a cow. You want the impossible burger. She's like, yep, it tastes good. I just don't want to hurt animals. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. So Jimmy, you are, uh, you're, you're sitting down, we're hanging out mm-hmm. and you're going to be leaving soon. You're going to be doing business stuff, traveling yep. again. Yep. Um, but we're going to bank some episodes. And then, uh, and then you're going to be back. And when you're gone traveling, mm. everybody wants to know because you have to, tra- you have to travel. It's not like you, yeah, yeah. it's not a vacation. Yeah. Um, but when you travel, you know, they want to know what are you going to bring back for Jojo? What, what special mm. little, like, Hey, I was thinking about you. Not the, not, not an airport thing. Like they want to <laughs> know, they want to know like, what are you going to get your buddy uh, mm. when you're in a foreign land? I don't think you'd appreciate it. What are you talking about? I I don't think you'd appreciate if I got you something like you know. Well, you got me in like what were you Greenland? You got me that black skull that was like a dish that I put on my desk. Or was it Iceland? I don't know. You were in one of the lands. That thing's awesome. I've had it on my desk at home. The no, you know what? I got that from the catacombs in Paris. No, no, no. I remember this. You were either in Greenland or Iceland. Well, I was. I've never gone to Greenland, so it had to be Iceland. I was Iceland then. Yeah, yeah. You told me the whole thing. In. Yep. I don't remember. Yeah. I'll show you in a picture. Iceland. Mm-hmm. I don't remember buying yeah. you anything. In your wife probably picked it up for me. It's fine. You no, I remember it. buying you something <laughs> from a catacomb. That I remember. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was it a t-shirt? No, it was a skull. Mm. I don't think you pay much attention to the gifts that you uh, bring me. What? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and, like, and like I found like a good one that didn't have like, you know, the gaudy like the catacombs of Paris all written all over it. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that kind of stuff, I just, I'm like, why would you, gi- I'm not going to gift you something that says. What is like a Parisian skull? What is it? They have like a beret on it? Is it have, was it painted up like a mime? It, did, it was not painted <laughs> like a mime. <laughs> no, it's a French thing. <laughs> Look like Johnny Depp. I don't know. I don't know. What's, you know. Pat gave me a little black skull. It's right over there by Spurgeon. He's got oh, gold. Yeah. It's got it's got a, like gold teeth. Gold like, teeth. It's, like it's a grill. <laughs> like it's a hip hop skull. <laughs> no, send me a photo so I can remember. I don't yeah. remember getting that nice one. Mm, I remember because it was the nicest skull that any. I've had quite a few. Oh yeah. Give it to me over That's why years. I thought it had to be uh-uh. from either the the catacombs in Paris or the catacombs in Rome. Iceland. Iceland. It's okay. Why would I it's get you a fine. Who thinks because of a skull it was cool. When it comes I don't to know. Iceland. You were talking about everything there's black. You came back. You're like, "Wife's going to paint the house black." It was like a Oh, whole no, she already painted the house yeah, black. It was a whole that? thing. It was a whole thing. I remember. Uh, I remember. So, I know what uh, you know, it's 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 2022, which means mm. that this is the year oh. that the biannual is every two years. Yep, yep. Yeah, every the, two the years. Biannual uh, state or, of theology. How does it go? Is it biannual? Because think of it, like it could go like biannual. Don't I know people think they take it, it as like uh, twice a year yeah, or, or every two years. Well, you schedule tons of stuff all over. If somebody says we're going to meet bi-weekly for a month or we're going to meet bi- 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 bi-weekly for this year, that's every other week, isn't it? In your or thinking? it's twice a week. But in your thinking, what do you default to? Uh, bi-weekly is every other week. Yeah, every other week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So every every two years, um, Ligonier releases the State of Theology survey, and uh, and this is always a, a a cool and scary thing to read. Yeah. <laughs> what what is this thing, Jimmy? Explain to people what the what the State of Theology survey is. Well, so like Ligonier, it's been what since two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Partnered with Lifeway Research. Yep. And so every two years they they try to like get a pulse they send out what do you call like surveys mm-hmm. uh to find out what americans and specifically evangelicals actually believe yeah you know they're, they're professional surveys that reveal what people in many of our churches you know believe about god truth worship ethical issues other topics yeah, as yeah. well uh and so yeah i mean it's been a good resource for a lot of us just mm-hmm. to kind of see all right what what is well the state of theology it's right? weird because like we like we all know our churches, right? So like when you're like, what's the state of theology? Well, in our church, here's what we understand yeah. our people believe because we talk to them. We yep. know them. Yep. Here are some weak spots. Here are some struggles. Here are mm. some convictions. Uh, and then you start to find out like, oh, it's, it's not this way mm. you know, at other churches. When Tony, uh, Tony Dopke was, uh, was a guy in our church for years, worship leader, small group leader. Now he's pastor at a church. Yeah, yeah. And he, he started to pastor a church, uh, a historic Baptist church been around a long time uh in a neighborhood in a city north of us and uh it, it was funny because he really really only knows redeemer as church life that's kind of what he knows because mm. all the stuff before was like international church yeah, yeah. missions and stuff like that and so in america this is what he knows he's been with us for years and so he like the first thing that he did was uh he had them recite the apostles creed mm-hmm. and everybody was like what the heck is catholic church like they and he was like <laughs> he didn't explain it because yeah. he didn't it's like everybody at redeemer knows what that means we've explained yeah. it we uh 
uh, we've kind of gone through it. So, yeah, uh, this is a, this is an interesting thing. And these uh, these come out uh, every two years. This just dropped today, Monday, when we're dropping this episode. Oh. You can now get oh, the state sneak of, peek. Yeah, we get a sneak peek. Sneak peek. Legion is like, Psst. hey guys. Psst. And it, so now we're going to be like every other podcast that's dropping today. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're the only one. We're not the only mm-hmm. one. Nope. Yeah, you Nathan, know what? There's Nathan, at least two others. Nathan showed up to my front door. He wore a trench coat and he goes, he goes, he goes, hey man, he's whispering. He's like, hey man. And he opens up this long trench coat and like inside is the state of theology right there. Mm. Yep. He said, here, just for you. Nobody nope, else. Nope. I, nope. I, there's going to be at least know. two other podcasts. Oh, no. I'm sure, the, I'm sure they've sent this out to a few people to help get the word out because it's really important. So we're just going to jump right into it and hit some of the hit some of the highlights. Uh, and then we'll encourage you guys to go to thestateoftheology.com to read the whole thing for yourself. So uh, one of the things is statement number four. They sent this out to a bunch of people. And it has to do with whether to do with whether or not God changes. Uh, statement four is God learns and adapts to different circumstances. Right, God learns <laughs> and adapts <laughs> and adapts to different circumstances. Hmm. So in 2022, uh, the the U.S. adult population. This is not just evangelicals. This is everybody. 51 percent said we agree. God does learn and He does adapt to different circumstances. 32 percent disagree. Which you know, I I wouldn't. I would expect that to be. At least fifty-one percent, but I mean, like, but you uh, just talk about like just any the population. The population right. believes that, right? Yeah. Okay, so I mean, yeah, we're talking about you know, uh, not necessarily some Christians, some non-Christians, exactly. So okay, you you can, you can expect that. Now let's just narrow this down then to evangelicals. Okay, evangelicals. What what was that? It'd be like it'd be like like ninety percent disagree. Is what I'm you know what ninety percent you, you, <laughs> you would hope. Otherwise, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the the notion of I mean, this is you know akin to. To the, it's like open theism here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But, uh, well, let's take a look. Let's see. State before God learns and adapts to different uh, circumstances. Uh, oh, mm. 48% of U.S. evangelical respondents agree. Yeah. 43% disagree. It's almost the same. Huh. Now, but, hold on. When we say evangelical, let's, let's very. Yes. I think that's really, really important. They have some parameters there, right? Right, right. On what defines, because you could, I could hear people saying, hold on now. No, that's are they casting a wide net the, there? The, the group and like anybody that like mentions church, are they exactly. evangelical now? No, they actually because you know that's what Lifeway Research does professionally, and so again, there's different ways of defining it. But here's what they mean: um, these are people who strongly agreed with these statements. These are evangelicals for the purpose of this survey. These people strongly agree with these four statements. One, the Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. It is very important for me personally to encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin. And only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. I mean... I strongly agree with all yep, those things. Yep, yep. That's so. That's good. Okay, so there. It's 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 broad enough to include all kinds of Christians, but in general, we would say like, well, yeah, that you know, people that would say those things, I would say like, oh, they're Christian. Yeah, they're yeah. evangelical Christians. Uh, and f- and almost fifty percent uh, thinks that think of that a lot of fifty f- about fifty percent think that God learns and, and adapts, adapts to different circumstances. Uh, yeah, uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Why is it important? Uh, I got you. I mean, you're talking about the notion of is God sovereign over all things? Mm. Is is God in control? Uh, does God reign? Is he omniscient? Is he omniscient? Is 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 he all knowing? Like you say, right? Like yeah. like how how powerful is God if 
he's learning and adapting. I mean, not powerful enough for me to worship. I'll tell you right now. Exactly. <laughs> I know some very powerful people. Uh, I don't worship them. No, no, Be, no. You know why? Because they're not God. Because they learn and adapt to, and adapt to the circumstances. <laughs> now, I mean, it's it's I, I, I call it wise that these people are learning and adapting. Oh yeah, well, let's learning and adapting is good and appropriate for finite created beings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not. Not when we talk about God. No. And listen, this is, this is by the way, this is why uh, a number of, you know, theologians and Christians today uh, are taking very seriously the, the doctrines of God, theology yes. proper, classical theism. Uh, you know, in the past, you know, people were getting into open theism like you talked about and, uh, you know, process theology, yeah. all this yeah, stuff. You- and now it's, you know, people are going back to classical theology. And but even within evangelicalism, a lot of people are struggling with some of these concepts. It, it can lead to some significant problems as we conceive of who God is is how he functions because i don't i i hate the 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 overused slippery slope argument but our doctrines do impact our piety yeah and our doctrines do connect and so if we've got a a significant error in one area uh it is likely to produce bad fruit in others Time to bring back Sunday school. Honestly, uh, time to that, bring back midweek. I I want to. We're going to talk about that at the end. Like, what do we do? Oh, what does this bad, mean? No, 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 but no, no. Listen, I've been really. Like, I'm, not, I'm not being tongue in cheek. No, when I say it, no. Like, I, listen, it, I'm in this. We listen, need better teachings. I'm. I've been really. I've been really wrestling with this. I've been wrestling oh. with this for like this whole year, and because we do different things, you know, we have leadership lab. Mm-hmm. We have these different things. Um, uh, I want to talk to the elders about some things that we can do. Uh, differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, my bad, my bad. I wasn't yeah, trying to good. jump, but it was like a thought no, that came to my mind. Like exactly. already right there, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I, something like that is is atrocious, and that's the first one that we looked at right now. Let's just, just, just it's, got, it's got to get worse from here. Uh oh no, it's just it, it's all green pastures from here on. That no, was just no, the, that was got, the valley. No, no, and no. Now we're into the, the, the no, no. Usually, of green. usually you start here, <laughs> and then you start to be like, let's ramp up the. Let's ramp up the heresy. Like it is, uh, you know, you know it, there, there's, yeah, well, you'll see. By the way, just just to be clear here, uh, you know, Malachi three six says, "For I, the Lord, do not change." Mm-hmm. Therefore, O children of Jacob, you are not consumed. The reason that you are not consumed is because I'm faithful to my promises. I do not change. Yeah, but listen, Joe, you're talking, you're talking about Old Testament now. Yeah, that's right. Come on now. I mean. In, in the New I thought, Testament. Wasn't he harder in the Old Testament? I thought that's what people used to say. He was like a gangster in the Old Testament, and he's like a granny in the New Testament. Exactly. So, I mean, listen, uh, James 1, 17. Uh-oh. Uh, every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Okay, good, perfect. That's nice. Coming like down granny. from the Father of Lights. Yep. With whom, so yeah. the Father of Lights, yep. with whom yep. there is no variation or shadow due to change. Oh, he's the same. Oh, you mean he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow? Oh, yep. Oh. It, it does say that about Jesus. Psalm 102, 25 through 27, of old you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will, they will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away, but you are the same and your years have no end. Mm. All right, just, you know, we, we've, listen, we cover this stuff all the time. It, to us, like this is foundational yes. theology proper. Yeah. God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable mm-hmm. in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. All right. All right, Jimmy, well, this, what's another one? Oh, okay. Here you go. <clears throat> Are we born innocent? Oh. Everyone, so here's the question. Number Statement number 13, or was it 15? Sorry. 
Everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. Sounds nice. Okay. Uh, 71% of U.S. adults responded agree. Okay. 21% disagree. I would expect at least, like, for sure. Like, that sounds... Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks, oh, no, you know, they're so innocent. Look at that baby. Look at that baby. Look at that cute baby. Oh, first of all, ain't no baby cute. First of all, some babies are very cute. Some babies are ugly. Oh. I've seen... Listen, my daughter, Catherine beautiful woman yeah ugly I mean, baby she was an ugly baby now listen Catherine is beautiful by worldly standards in the world they go wow that she's very pretty but she's a beautiful person in her spirit in her character in her person everything is beautiful about her but as a baby yikes as a oh yeah dude your kids are gonna need counseling now as a toddler she was cute but as a baby <laughs> your kids woo, our kids <laughs> she looked like a troll doll that melted in a microwave when she was a baby <laughs> that's what she looked like <laughs> Dude, what is I'm just wrong saying, with I'm you? just that's what she looked like. She, what is she wrong knows. with you? It all turned out good. Okay, but what about the church? Okay, so the church, listen, right, the church right, that, ain't, that, that, we that, ain't, that, no exactly, ain't no dummies. We ain't no dummies. All right, so it was 71%, right? Agreed. 21 disagreed. Now, here we go. I'm in expecting a radical distinct difference here. Here we go. Everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. 65% of evangelicals agree, oh, 32% disagree. Oh. <laughs> oh. The heck? Oh. We're not, listen, we're not mocking people. It's just, it it's is sad. That percentage is high. It really, really is. And I know people get confused. Not everybody is a serious theologian, and they've. every church has different emphases, but 65, more than half say, like, yeah, everyone's born innocent. Now, it may not sound like a big deal. My people are like, all right, so like, okay, so they get it wrong. Um, you know, why Why is this so important? And I think like it, it's a very foundational concept. Uh, how yeah. we understand humanity itself is very important because we're talking about who we are. We're talking about the knowledge of self. John Calvin's really famous for, in his institutes, uh, saying that nearly all wisdom we possess that is to say, true and sound wisdom consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and the knowledge of ourselves. And he goes on to explain, like, it's hard to understand, like, what comes first, right? It's really technical. But in the end, mm. if you don't have a proper concept of who you are, you won't seek God. And if you don't, if you have a wrong concept of who you are, uh, you either won't seek God or you'll seek God in, a, in an improper way. Uh, a wrong conception of self impacts how we treat others. And it, and it dictates to us what our most fundamental needs are from God. Like, this mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. Are we sinful in nature or are we only sinful because of our circumstances, because of our environment? You know, is it nature or is it nurture? And it's, well, it's, well, it's both, but it is definitely nature. I and mean, we're talking about foundational doctrines. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Just like you said, right? It's, it's trying to understand right like humanity what does it mean right that we were created in god's image but we are yeah. fallen yeah right that yeah. that's crucial and key for our understanding of redemption yeah because like, like you said if you don't know who you are then you don't right. know how to to seek well it's like the doctrine of original sin right is, is a is isn't core is a core orthodox doctrine mm-hmm. uh, it is essential uh, to the Christian faith. And by original sin, we mean original guilt. Uh, you know, what Adam did, we we're guilty of. When Adam acted in the garden, we acted in the garden. So we are, have this original guilt, but we also have a sinful nature that we received from him that we've had from our first existence, which, by the way, is in the womb. At conception, you are a human being made yep. in the image of God, and you are a human being who is a sinner at that very point. So whoa, 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 but there's no age of innocence? 
No, no. You could, you could say the age of innocence was before Adam sinned. That was an age of innocence or an age of righteousness. Uh, Psalm 51.5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Mm. Um, and really this is hitting at the idea is like, there has never been a point in my existence when sin wasn't a part of who I am, a part of my identity. Yeah. So you could be relatively innocent, right? We have innocent people in the world. Like uh, I just saw this video of this, this gas station clerk, man, just doing his thing. Guy comes in, has a gun on him. He says, get down. The guy gets down. He hops around the counter. He's taking stuff and he shoots the guy and walks away. Guy dies. Like, what the heck? He wasn't resisting. He was complying. Mm -hmm. He was just like, hey, man, whatever you want, take whatever you want. I don't want to. Dude is innocent. He's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So you're relatively mm -hmm. innocent in the world, but before God, no one is innocent. Man, you watch that? Well, it popped up on my. Uh, I, one of the guys that trained Jen. And, <laughs> oh, here's the thing. One of the guys that trained Jen and I in defensive shooting, mm -hmm. uh, he puts up these kind of things and he says, he goes, let's talk about what worked, what didn't work. Um, and this time he put it up to say, all of you armchair. Like quarterbacks need to realize, like, oh, I would have done something, something different. Like, you, first of all, he, if you comply, it can go wrong. If you don't comply, it can go wrong, or it can go right. Like, it's, you know, you're not going to have all the mm -hmm. answers. He's trying to teach people how to mm -hmm. live safely in a dangerous world. But this idea that we are by nature, like this is who we are, is also in Ephesians chapter two. Oh yeah, it says, uh, and you are dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Yep. Right. So we have this the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. By environment. By environment. Yeah. By, not, not, no, not nature. Let's say by the the circumstances around you that made you what you are it's not it's not what's you are not the problem it's your neighborhood it's your neighborhood it's your family it, it's, it's, it's where you grew up in <laughs> and listen all that's real that's all a part i mean of it all it makes makes up you're like but in the end to the core yeah we are children of wrath by naughty nature. naughty by nature naughty oh I like not that. because i hate you yeah oh, 90s reference Okay, so like, listen. There's a whole lot here. Um, how bad is it? Uh, oh. Well, we'll just we'll just uh, we'll mention a, a couple of others um, on God. Right. Statement number three is God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Oh, oh okay. No. Oh, no. Uh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. So, uh, okay. Here's the thing. We'll go through the years. All right. 2016, 2018, 2020, 2022. These are evangelicals, right? Mm -hmm. So in 2016. 40, these are evangelicals, not like... Okay, these are right. just evangelicals. In right. 2016, 48% of evangelicals agreed with the statement that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. In 2018, it was 51%. In 2020, it was down to 42%. And in 2022, it was 56%, the highest uh, percentage. So, you know, wow. it, it's sort of up, down, up, down. But let's just say... 50% of people in evangelical churches are saying like, well, yeah, this is what I believe and this is good for me and I want other people to believe it, but in the end, God will accept that. God will accept that. Yeah, right. all, these, all these, as long as it's sincere. Oh, how about this one? Jesus was a great teacher. Yes, he but was. But he was not God. Oh, shoot. That's oh. Right. <laughs> oh. Listen, there's no 2%. It, the, like, who, Evangelicals, ready? You say it's not God. Jesus it's, is not God. Okay, two, ready, ready, in 2020, yep. 30%. Oh, my goodness. 2022? 43%. That makes no sense. No, I don't. I don't. This is not Arminian, Calvinism, no, charismatic. No, it has none nothing about to that. do with that. 
It has to do with just improper just teachings. Is is it just not like like? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm dumbfounded by this. And th- this how is- are you saying? That, how do you skip over the passage that Jesus is the is the only? He's the only way. Yeah. Yeah, I and the Father are one. He's our a great God and Savior. I mean, listen, we're not even putting tons of passages in here because we, we talk about this stuff. This is shocking. And the reason that Ligonier does this in partnership with Lifeway Research is because they really are emphasizing the need for discipleship. Yeah. I mean, Ligonier and Table Talk Magazine, just great resources. We love those guys. We love what they put out because they put out solid, orthodox, reformed content. Yes. So good. You guys, and listen, this is not, I know we're plugging, we we always plug Ligonier. One of the best things you can do for your family, the easiest things, is just get a subscription to Table Talk Magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're not a sponsor. They're not paying for this. We really believe this. That's right. We get three cents of every subscription. We get... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we get three, oh, three, three we, cents on the dollar. We might get nine cents then after <laughs> at the end of a year. Um, it, get that for your family. There's devotions you can read together for family worship. Yeah. Uh, there's articles in there written by you know esteemed scholars and pastors. Oh, what you only say and that. people like me. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you yes. go. And others. I'm an and other. Yeah, and other and esteemed other. Scholar, uh, scholars. Yes, I'm a. Uh, yeah. So anyways, um, get that. And I think that's really the point, right? What this means for us is like, and we need, we, we agree with Ligonier's concern. Like it's about discipleship. Fundamentally, this is yes. an issue of discipleship. We as evangelicals broadly are not doing a bang up job on discipleship. If about 50% of our people think that Jesus isn't God, he's great, but not God. So no, I mean, it, it's, it's learning and helping people like take theology seriously. Right. No. I mean, that's one of the things I've been, like you just said, it, it's a, it's a frustration, and you've been we've been hearing this mantra of like, oh, that's just all head theology, head right, right. theology. You know, it's all head knowledge, head knowledge. And yes, there is a there can become for some people, it's a very head knowledge. That's why when we talk about you know doctrine and devotion, right? Yeah, it's not just reformed in our thinking, but reformed in our hearts. Right? Yeah, and so we we agree with those concerns, right? And this is why we don't have Sunday school. Uh, historically at Redeemer, we started with community groups because we knew we'd be getting doctrinal preaching from the pulpit. Yeah. We got to start with something. So we said, let's get make let's make sure that everybody is as plugged into each other's lives as possible, where we can have some some teaching, some exhortation, some encouragement by working through passages of scripture mm-hmm. or the sermon in people's homes. Um, but now I'm saying, like, you know what, and, and not even because I'm seeing this as a as a major problem in our church, but because generations down the line like we need to do more we're, we're yeah. gonna have to do more when it comes to this kind of teaching so listen guys this is a helpful resource uh, from Ligonier and the 2020 survey is now available just go to thestateoftheology.com to check it out well we'd love to hear your thoughts you can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion you can head to the website doctrineanddevotion.com there you can contact us you can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store jofostore.com and grab some gear we got that fresh pot every monday and thursday we got blog posts and video content over at the website and you know what you want to support the podcast and get exclusive commercial free content subscribe to doctrine and devotion all access Mm -hmm. subscribers get free weekly devotional meditations monday through friday and the banter truth podcast on tuesdays to sign up click the link on your podcast player uh, for this episode that says support this podcast or head on over to doctrine and devotion.com slash all access later Mm -hmm.